Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Happy New Year! Hi, I'm Jackie Cation. You're listening to The Dork Forest. It is available on all of the websites, and including iTunes and Stitcher and YouTube. And if you go to dorkforest.com or jackiecation.com, you'll find links to all of it. And then I have another podcast with Lori Kilmartin just about stand-up comedy. But this is The Dork Forest, and it's January 2020, so Happy New Year, and feel free to start donating again. That's right. Donations went off last year, and I don't blame you, but uh, think of me. And PayPal will let you do it monthly if you want, but I understand if you don't want, because monthly is um, is its own commitment. But the people who do do it monthly, ha I said do-do. Uh, I totally appreciate that. But there is also going to be new merch. I'm phasing out one of the uh, Dork Forest t-shirts. I think it's the black one. It might be the green one. The green one's almost completely out of stock, so I think it might be the Dork Forest one itself. But uh, feel free to try and order stuff so that I can get those two new shirts on the website, because right now the merch page is a bit crowded, shall we say. By the way, my website is done by Vilmos. You know that. The song that was just sang was composed by Mike Rickberg. He'll sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. And Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio and has been doing it for low these many years. And I genuinely appreciate that about him uh, so much. The new shirts are going to be a shirt with a bunch of my dad's sayings and a drawing of his face uh, on uh, that Jenny Fine did. And Jenny Fine, of course, was the uh, artist who did the Meat Shield t-shirt. And she also did the art for the Horcrux album and DVD. You can get all of uh, my old merch still at JackieCation.com. And the new merch, feel free to email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com. And we'll figure it out, is what I'm saying. Um, I'm going to record a new album in 2020, but I don't know where or when. Uh, feel free to come and watch me work on the new hour at JackieCation.com. has all of my tour dates and at JackieCation on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. There's also a Dork Forest Ranger page that you can get into. Donations, PayPal, Venmo, do whatever you need to do. But I'm very appreciative of everybody's support over the last 13 years. Let's get into some dorkdoms, shall we? Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm back in my living room, uh, but now I'm with Aldrin. Aldrin Cornejo, there's no reason why you have never been on this program. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I'm, re- I'm really happy to be yeah, here. There's, uh, essentially, it's almost, um, as, as I started the Dork Forest, there was an immediate need to get 11,000 people on yeah, the show. I understand. Uh, almost immediately. Andy Ashcraft uh, related to 40 people who have never been on and who all should have been on <laughs> and could have their own podcast, quite honestly, called The Dork Forest. Sure. <laughs> You've been on my podcast that I had with a friend of mine, but it's, Back in the day, what was that? It was, it, we, uh, my friend Jake and I, we, we did a, a podcast called You Know Stuff, which oh, is yeah. like, uh, it was almost like a Dork Forest light. Yeah. Where we just interviewed people about the things that they know about. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it didn't last for too long. Uh, doing podcasts, it seems, is very difficult. So congratulations it's, on being around for so long. It can be slightly labor intensive. Yeah. Uh, though uh, Patrick Brady and myself got it pretty streamlined. Uh, it's mostly the scheduling now. Yeah, So, for sure. uh, By the way, everyone, uh, you work on American Dad. I do. 
American um, Dad, not Family Guy. Not the Family other Guy. One. The other one that is also dark and cartoony. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what channel is it on? Uh, we are on TBS, I believe, Monday nights. I believe I've only seen it on the internet. So uh, TBS, Monday nights, yep. American Dad. That's us. Aldrin Cornejo. And your Twitter and Instagram handle is Acornejo. That's right. Acornejo. A Cornejo. C-A-C-O-R-N-A-Y-H-O. That's right. Look to the notes, my friends. And um, and your dorkdom is, it looks like a tabletop game. It is. Called Vampire Masquerade. Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. The Masquerade, pardon me. Right. Determiners, very important. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, uh, the Masquerade is actually a thing, and I'll explain it in a little bit. Uh, how about right now? Let's do it. Well, sure. First of all, vampires. That's right. Have you always been in? So it's it's strange. So Vampire the Masquerade is a tabletop role-playing game that came out in the 90s by oh. White Wolf. Oh, it's one of the White Wolf ones. Right. So it's the world of darkness. There's a bunch of different things. There's like werewolves, mages, changelings, wraiths. Yeah. Andy yeah. had a bunch of the books and sold them at our garage sale. Oh, no way. Yeah, because... Uh, I was like, this house is small. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can only have so much crap. No, that's and, right. And uh, there's like me. decades of stuff. Beautiful here. stuff that you love to collect. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, so so Vampire is was their like was flagship. One... Oh! Like it was the one that kind of started it all and everything okay. else stemmed off of it. Uh, and for whatever reason, it was the first RPG I played. Like I'm wearing a Dungeons & Dragons shirt, but I never right. actually played this until after I graduated from college. Well, well, uh, I think the hardest part is trying to find people to play these absolutely. games with when you're 13. Right, right. right. That seems to be, yeah. So, so did so you what play happened, this? Yeah, in uh, in high school, I had a buddy who was running uh, Vampire the Masquerade. It was like, it's funny because the 90s was very goth and yes. like dark themes <laughs> was, was hot then. So yes. my, my friend was the kind of guy who would come to school wearing a trench coat. Um, Pre-problematic. Yes, correct. Yeah. And, um, uh, but, yeah. but he, uh, he like introduced me to vampire i just flipped open some books and it just there was something about it that was intriguing to me and i think it was mostly because yeah go ahead flip through it yeah. um that the one that you're holding right there is the revised third edition of it okay and is this the main book like not the that would have been in the 90s so the the new edition the fifth edition is that bottom one on that pile oh wow yeah okay and then that middle one there is dark ages which is like um uh this looks like off. a D book yeah absolutely is it by wizards of the coast or the no. D D people so, White Wolf is the White is Wolf the is the company. actual publishing yeah. company. Okay, and I think uh, they've since started printing through a publication called Onyx Path. Okay, um, and and then the fifth edition was published by Modifius, which is like a newer RPG uh, right company. Um, so so I think one of the reasons why I was so intrigued by it was so I went to Catholic school my whole life. Okay, and uh, a lot of vampire, like at least within this lore. Uh, comes from Judeo-Christian mythology. <laughs> that like the very... Uh, the yeah, I just turned to something that looked like it said the Shabbat. Yeah, uh -huh. but it, uh, the Sabbat. Sabbat is... Uh, <laughs> so the Sabbat is a faction. Uh, okay. There's so much about this. So it, the idea is that vampires stemmed from Cain, because Cain was the first murderer. He right. murdered his brother. Who can remember? Was it Abel? Was it Cain? Right. And now we... Well, Abel was now the now farmer. Abel was no, the no, farmer. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Cain was the farmer. Abel was the... He sacrificed 
just a goat or a lamb or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and Cain was the first murderer? That's right. So, okay. So the idea was that uh, uh, Adam was like, all right, boys, you have to go and sacrifice to God because God likes that. And, yeah. And, and you have to give the best of what you have. So Cain is a farmer and he was like, I got these like shoots. I've got my first corn, my very first harvest. This is yeah. what I'm going to offer on the altar. Yeah. And then Abel like trots along his, his firstborn lamb. Yeah. And he puts that on the altar. Okay. And so Cain makes his sacrifice and God's like, vegetables. And then, and then Abel's like, oh. uh, he puts his lamb on there and God's like, oh, amazing. This is the best thing I could ever ask <laughs> for. And so Cain <laughs> out of jealousy and like the next time they go to make an offering, uh, Abel's like, hey, what's up? You didn't bring anything. And he's like, you're right, I didn't. And he sacrifices Abel because that, to him, was the thing that he loved the most. So he sacrificed his own brother. And God was like, what the hell? Oh, wow. <laughs> and wow. so from then on, he gets cursed. Uh, and like, it's even in the Bible where like, you know, Cain was marked with a mark so that no one else could like help him or whatever. Right. He was banished to the land of Nod. And, and then Cain uh, suffers uh encounters Lilith apparently who teaches him how to survive okay. uh, as a thing and i guess the curse is vampirism he had to like he could only eat ashes and blood and he could never see the light of day okay and then from then on and Lilith of course had to be either his sister daughter um, or uh, actually so Lilith in the lore was uh Adam's equal like they were they Oh were they equals. also but because but not, she was not subservient to Adam she too was banished Ah, wait, yeah. so, wait, so God made her just like she made Adam, supposedly? Correct. But because uh, Adam couldn't tell her what to do, because oh. she was her own person, uh, oh. she got exiled, and then she, and then uh, God made Eve instead. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's a, just a 2.0 situation. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I hate all of that. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. but <laughs> that is hilarious that that's where the lore right. and so, <laughs> of so, vampirism comes from. Uh like okay, In so this case. what do you know about vampire lore? Because the game addresses pretty much all of it. Okay, so I've got there's um, I don't know anything about the sparkle vampires. Oh, um, those we, guys. we ignore that. Right. This is that's after anyway. Right. Right. Um, that's that's a Mormon's perspective of vampires. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Uh, is it, was Anne Rice a Mormon? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, uh, what's her name? The one who wrote, wrote the Twilight series. the Twilight series. I forget. Stephanie Meyer. Okay, very possible. Sure. Uh, and then. Um, yeah, because it wouldn't remember. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Uh, it was a choice between reading the Twilight series or the Dragon Tattoo series. Oh right, and I picked the Dragon Tattoo because I thought it would sure. be less scary. <laughs> oh boy, incorrect <laughs> and uh, terrifying. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, so what I know is uh, like your Buffy, yeah, uh-huh. your Angel, um, and, and Buffy came out right around the time this was hot. So okay. Uh, Parts parts of me also think that like Joss Whedon must have been playing this game, or the not, people who did would not True have been Blood. surprised. Right, exactly. It was it was very hot in the nineties, mm-hmm. and um, uh, in fact, Vampire: The Masquerade had a very short-lived official television series produced by Aaron Spelling. Oh my gosh! And it was called Kindred: The Embraced. Okay. Oh, I remember Kindred D. Because yeah. I love charms so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> For sure. I, all that stuff, it was very World of Darkness-y. Like, okay. Know, that, that, I feel like charms felt like... Uh, the the mage version of this of of this of this of, white wolf yeah, business exactly. okay but um kindred the embrace it was called that because vampires don't call themselves vampires the pc word is kindred oh the, they they don't even get to use vampire for themselves well, they do but it's not uh, it's not like 
cool to no, say. No, I betcha. It's derogatory. Oh, right, and a then, bit of a slur. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then they um, call themselves the kindred. Yes, and then the uh, the embrace is the act of creating a vampire. So in in common lore. Uh, a vampire bites you, you die, you come back as a vampire. That's right. So the rules in, in this are, in order to become a vampire, you have to be completely drained of your blood, you die, and then the person who bit you feeds you a little bit of their own blood, which ah. creates mystical transformation. Oh, that's kind of fascinating. So not everybody can become a vampire. Well, Gail Carriger, who uh, writes these uh, sort of vampire supernatural... Um, uh, they're... They're just, they're young adult. They're actually like the parasol. The one that I like the best so far is about a, a like a girl's school that is being held in a dirigible mm. uh, that floats above uh, London. A little steampunky. It's super steampunky. Okay. A lot of bustles, a lot of tea cakes. Anyway, so uh, there's, uh, but the, um, the vampires in that are um, like statesmen. Because they've been around so long, yes, and they're they're super into drama and they're super into intrigue, sure. And uh, and the werewolves are like pack people, and um, and then but uh, she goes to the school to learn how to be a spy, okay. and use her parasol as uh, a weapon. Yeah, that's anyway, it's adorable. Yeah, I have, to, and I have to ask you what that was again. That's but. around here somewhere. Cool. And uh, but Gail Carriger, it's spelt like Carriger, uh-huh. but she's been in an episode of The Dork Forest, nice. and uh, it was uh, she's a delight. I follow Very her cool. on Instagram as well. But uh, but let's talk about so. Um, you have opened up the dice here, and it oh, looks yeah. like D10s. Yeah, so it's a, a completely D10 system. Okay, so um, a ten-sided. The way dice. the uh, so it, it 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 still plays very much like Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, back here, this is what the character sheet looks like. Okay, uh, and it 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 feels like a scantron. Uh, your skills are on a one through five system. Okay, and uh, at the beginning of the game, you are given like an allotment of of dots to put places. Okay, so uh, at the top of it, you'll see that there's uh, like mental, social, physical skills. Oh yeah, uh, and then so you'll get like. Three dots in in one group, five dots in another, seven in another. Okay. And basically, it's just like Yelp. Uh, a one is weak, <laughs> five is great, three is about mediocre. Oh, interesting. And and so what? It's just when, like Yelp. Yeah. So when the when the storyteller or the the game master, as it is, yep. um, tells you. Just like in D anD D, if there's a chance of failure, the you you have to roll, right? And so, as the GM or the storyteller will say, like, okay, did you want to try to bust open that door? Yep. Then we'll say that that's a physical feat of strength. So mm-hmm. take how many dots of strength you have, and then we'll say that's um, like uh, brawl because you're you're using your body to do it, right? And so you would look up your strength and you would look up your brawl and however many dots there were in that you would pick that many dice. So physical, you have strength, dexterity, stamina. If you have three dots in physical, you would take three dice. Correct. And then you would look down at this smaller chart, yes. which has athletics, brawl, craft, drive, firearms, melee, mm-hmm. larceny, stealth, survival, and it goes on like yeah, that. Uh-huh. Uh, alphabetically. Good for that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so you would take that and you'd create a dice pool. However many dots you like have. Like if you had, two, two, you had. D- two pips in brawl uh-huh. and three pips in physical, yeah. you'd take five dice. Five dice. Okay. And then so you would try to hit a target number, which is usually six. And uh, so 
That would be pretty easy. Well, you would roll the dice, and however many dice come up six or higher are Ah. your successes. So if you do like one success, you barely succeeded. If you did three successes, that's a success. Yep. And then anything above that is like extra. Okay. And so it's a very like uh, loosey-goosey abstract system. So it's not like in D&D, it's like roll a 17, you rolled a 16. You missed completely. (laughs) This one's a little more forgiving because it's about telling a story. It's not really about like... Killing the monsters and grabbing the treasure. Right. It's got, it's got more. It's it's yeah. It's, yeah. You have to. I would imagine that whoever the DM or the storyteller is would have to be um, picked very carefully, just because. For sure. I mean, I, I think that's true in all tabletop games mm-hmm. because if someone's running it, that is a, a, a I don't know, just a button pushery kind of person. Right. They just want to kill you. A min maxer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and so my favorite, like I've played several different kinds of these tabletop games. Sure, Pathfinder, D and D. Right. I've played plenty of Pathfinder and D and D, and then also Champions. Oh yeah. Well, and then the hero um, system. And the and the hero system. Uh, right. And then the Hero Instant, which is Andy created. Right. On the uh, on the interweb. I remember uh, beta testing that. Yeah. There you that go. Was fun. And uh, yeah. And so, um, but he is. But yeah, and it was interesting watching the different people run the games. Do you, are you DMing a game right now, or um, are you playing? I want to. I, okay. I, it, uh, again, like you said, it takes a lot of work and a lot of planning, mm-hmm. and also uh, trying to schedule adults to come meet for anything is very difficult. Right. Uh, let alone up to five. We're playing Eberron. We, we're playing 3.5. Awesome. Oh, cool. Uh, Eberron, a, a D&D system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The uh, dark noir version of uh, uh, Right, Dragons. and it's a bit of a mess because Andy doesn't like, and he's the DM, uh-huh. is he doesn't like psionics. Mm. So he has uh, created sort of a separate alternate uh, to make up for that oh, okay. in, in the game system. Sure. And so, but we've been playing this game for uh, almost 14 years. Wow. And so we're gods. And he's like, we're done now, by the way. This is the last year of this game. But we only meet like every six weeks. Right. Because of scheduling. Because one of um, our friends has to come up from San Diego. Oh, my gosh. And uh, and he stays overnight. <laughs> of course, of course. But that's uh, cool. That's a cool thing to have, like, you know... Um, I think that's why I like board games and and, and uh, role playing games in general because it's one of the few things that bring people into the same room anymore. Right, <laughs> and, right. You know, like a few people even eat dinner together anymore. So it's like, yeah. let's all get together and like compete or right. like or, or do or this shared thing. Hang out for several hours and tell me what's going on in your life. Right. In between rolling dice and having a good time. Right. And and, and that's what my uh, my favorite thing too about role playing games is that. It's basically a group lie you all agree happened. Oh, that's awesome. It's like you're just creating false memories with a group. Because you all remember <laughs> the moment you slayed that dragon that never happened to Oh, my else. God. That's exactly what Andy and his friends are, are doing. Yeah. I have to tell you that, that when I first, one of the first times I played board games with those guys, with mm-hmm. his friends, um, they were reminiscing about some LARP that they had sure. done or a ro- tabletop game. And in the game... Uh, <laughs> Our friend, his friend, Judy Adler, was like, "Remember when we uh, when we had sex?" <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, "What just happened?" And um, and they had this reminisce, and uh, and it uh, it was a LARP because yeah. when you have sex in a LARP, um, in, you hand them an index card that says "sex." Um, and in their in their version, because they did theatrical LARPs sure. before the, they were, there was a split in the LARP community. Uh-huh. We're talking uh, mid eighties. Okay, and so. Um, they would do the, uh, to have sex with another character. You would do pinky swears. Oh my god! And uh, <laughs> how intimate! <laughs> just a little right, hand just, stuff. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, 
the hell is happening? And in this instant, I then admitted some sexual thing of mine because I thought that's what we were doing. Oh, boy. Yeah, too much. Uh, I was silence. Everyone was very polite. And then we moved on. I mean, one of my favorite stories you've told is how um, Maria did the, the Sandman LARP. Oh, and, yeah. And the wake of uh, uh, the, the, the death of... Uh, well, she was the death of, uh, of Desire? Desire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she played Apathy. That's amazing. Yeah. They still talk about that, too. Yeah. Uh, because she... I mean, she just had more acting experience sure. than a lot of people. <laughs> it's, that's, Not, I love the idea of that. And, and Vampire actually did have a very large um, LARPing subculture because... the. the there's an official rule set for vampire LARPing called Mind's Eye Theater. Oh, really? Yeah, and and uh, the reason I brought up index cards is because that's how they uh, do. Um, you can't bring a gun or a sword to a LARP, right? So you have an index card that says gun, right? So you know, and and everything I think is done by rock paper scissors instead yep. of dice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think it was have really you, popular. Have you been then. one of those? No, I wish. Have you? Okay. Apparently, apparently, uh, a week ago there was um, an annual vampire ball at the LA Convention Center and oh, wow. I was I was this close to going but yeah. I didn't snatch up tickets fast enough because it sold out yeah I guess it sells out like yearly oh my gosh yeah it's a very it's a big thing yeah yeah that's so cool so everybody um so th- this tabletop game yeah. so are you so you're not in a game right now no but I, I would love to I've been talking to some friends about running one because so it's it's interesting because with Dungeons and Dragons, it's a very easy concept of like we're gonna get together. Uh, you're gonna probably kill some monsters. You'll get some treasure. You'll level up, and you do this ad nauseum until you, like you said, are godlike, and then right. your your dungeon master now has to come up with very creative ways to challenge you. Right. Uh, so so. Uh, in a similar fashion, Vampire works that way, but Vampire is not about, like, there is combat, you know, you, you have a gun, you have swords, you can still do combat, but you don't, as a vampire, you don't go into a dungeon, and there's not really, I mean, there are monsters. You well, are there, them. Right, you're the monsters. You are the monsters. Is it more political? It is. So it, it's it's political, it's social, uh, that's why uh, social mental are, like, two of the higher, like, uh, uh, attributes that you can take. Right. Um, because when you're a vampire, you live forever, unless you go to the sun or someone kills you by taking your head off or whatever. Okay, is that how they? Is that how they're killed in this game? You uh, have to take yes. your heads off. Uh, taking your head off will kill you. Fire will kill you. Sunlight will kill you. Those are like the three main ways to die as a vampire. Okay. E- everything else just puts you in a coma called torpor. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the stake through the heart thing. Yeah. Like uh, everything we've ever seen shows them like dusting and exploding whenever they get staked. That is very convenient, Joss Whedon. Right. Yes. So uh, in st- what what really happens is, and I think this goes. Uh, the same with Bram Stoker, where uh, a stake through the heart just paralyzes them. Ah. And so what, what some vampires will do will stake an enemy and then leave them out in the sun. Oh, or, okay. Or you stake an enemy, you cut off their head. But like right. staking is only meant to paralyze it's them. It's step and, one right. of the two. Have you ever seen, uh, I did a, at, at Halloween, I did the Chinese vampire ghost episode. Ooh. And so have you ever seen any Chinese vampire movies? No. It turns out, and I watched one on Halloween Day because uh, the woman who uh, was the dork forest, and I can't remember her name, remember her dorkdom, Claire Isabel, uh-huh. and she's a comic. It might be Mary Bacay. Anyway, but she, um, so she was like, they're on YouTube, uh, and so I watched one, and vampires, Chinese vampires are absurd. Uh-huh. Uh, Chinese ghosts are terrifying. Okay, yeah. And uh, chi- yeah. Uh, but Chinese vampires are 
dumb as rocks. And there's all the only way to kill the Chinese vampire is to write out a spell on like a like a cash register receipt. Okay. And then stick it to their forehead, and then that paralyzes them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, now that sounds very familiar. And then uh, the assistant of the vampire killer, the the monk, mm-hmm. uh, is constantly saying, "What is this?" Oh and no! And taking it off of the vampire, and the vampires move in this of sort course. of uh, sachet kind of tiny step, and yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. They're weaving, uh-huh, and then the uh-huh. tiny steps, and um, and the the people being attacked by vampires and the people fighting the vampires are usually. Uh, super hilariously dumb. Sure. And then the vampire is dumb, 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 dumb until the last maybe eight minutes of the movie when the vampire becomes very terrifying. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they defeat him. But uh, because they keep def- half defeating him. Right. And then somebody takes the spell off of his face. <laughs> the Pratt falls always. <laughs> yes. Anyway, but. Um, well, the, in the Philippines, we have a very similar kind of like monster. It's called the Mananangal. Okay. Which is it's not it's not a vampire per se, but it's just as terrifying. Like, okay. But like by day they they usually masquerade as uh like a, a nurse or or some uh you know innocent looking woman. Yes. And then in in the evening the their their upper torso separates from their lower torso and they grow these bat like wings and they fly around uh looking for usually pregnant women so that they can like use their long like proboscis tongues to suck out the fetuses. And then the idea is the only way to kill a Mananangal <laughs> is you got to find their bottom torso okay. and salt it so that they can't come back to it. Oh. Yeah. I freaking love that story. <laughs> Whatever that that is. Uh, yeah. It, and uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you how to spell it later. The okay. Mananangal. <laughs> uh, that is outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, it's funny too because Kindred, uh, or sorry, um, yeah. Vampire the Masquerade did. It was around for so long that they did so many different things. Like they explored like the like mummies, they explored zombies, and then they they came out with a like an uh, Eastern monsters set of books called Kindred of the East and okay. uh, the the Asian shapeshifters called the Hengiokai. So they they tried to cover a lot of ground of like the right. mystical mystical and stuff. Well, that's because each of these books is like sixty dollars. Yeah, and you're like, we need four more of them, right? And uh, we need a monster manual. What's happening in the a country in the middle of Africa? Yeah. What's happening in the middle of Australia? And actually, that that's it, interesting because um, uh, so I I told Andy uh, back in January I ran um uh. Uh, one shot of Werewolf the Apocalypse, and Werewolf okay. Werewolf is is more based on like werewolves yes. who are uh, basically um, Earth's protectors. It's like Captain Planet, but like werewolves. Oh, okay. Like so, the werewolves are actually kind of the heroes, while vampires are more of the villains. Right. Still monsters, all of them. Right. Um, but are there people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's humans. Okay. So, okay. so mortal because vampires need to eat. Okay. Um, right. So, so uh, in but the game were, that I ran, yeah, the werewolf. in Werewolf, uh, because it all takes place in modern day. The world of darkness is basically our world, but just a little darker. Okay. So, like you know, think Buffy, think uh, Underworld. It's, yeah. It's that, but it, it takes place here. They they have iPhones. They have like YouTube. Okay. <laughs> um, and so basically, I I I set. The werewolf story that I was doing, like shortly after the the giant brush fires that LA had last year. Oh right! And and basically, I was seeding that it was started by the vampires because the vampires wanted what well, you know they can't be out in the daytime, so right. they had their little ghoul minions set these brush fires to like basically flush out the werewolves and get rid of them. And okay. Stuff. And so yeah, and 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 werewolf is very like environmentally like 
their whole story is that the earth is dying and yeah. someone has to fight for it. Right. And it's never been more relevant than today. Right. <laughs> and so I think there is a fifth edition of uh, Werewolf coming out next year from the same company that did this because um, this got popular. Okay. And so I think they're trying to And this is back series. as far as popular was? Yeah. Like, um, uh, I think the reason this is coming back now, there is, I want to say back in like 2000 or something, this had a, a, a video game on PC called Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, and it was okay. very popular. I remember that. Uh, yeah. But I didn't have a PC, so I didn't really get to play it. Yep. Um, but by the end of this year, the sequel mm-hmm. will finally come out about 17 years later. Wow. And uh, it's going to be on PlayStation. It's going to be on Xbox. It'll be on all the platforms? Yeah. Okay. And it's all integrating this lore. Like, so Vampire the Masquerade had just, like, decades of lore. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it was, like, from, uh, you know, Bible times. Yeah. You know, through Rome, through the Dark Ages. Uh, right. It has all of history yeah. to go through. And it, can, it can be. And you can set the game in any time or age you want. Yeah, and and most most take place in the modern era, right? And because so, what one, are the tasks of the vampires in 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 in? If you're the DM, mm-hmm. like you have to give them something I mean, to do, right? Everyone makes their own character, right? Are there different kinds of vampires? Yes. So there are uh, Classes thirteen or? clans of vampires. Clans, okay. Yes. Uh, so instead of uh, classes and races, yeah. Because uh, you start your life as a human, mm-hmm. and then you basically, in your background, you're like, what were you like when you were human? Were you just like an accountant? Okay. Were you a bounty hunter? Like, what what did you do in your regular life? Okay. Why did you get turned? Who turned you? Right. Uh, and then, like, how old are you really? Like, right. when, when were you turned? In the 1900s? In the yeah. 1800s? Were you 12 or yeah, were you 40? Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. That, that can happen. <laughs> like, okay. You, yeah. you saw Interview with the Vampire. Poor Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> um, but, but uh, so... What happens is that there there are thirteen clans. Um, there are three factions of vampires. Okay. Uh, so there's one. The main one yep. is called the Camarilla, and they're technically the good guys. They're not. Okay. All, all vampires are evil. Okay. They eat people. Like you can't be good if you do that. Right. And, and actually, part of the the pathos of this game is that. You are a monster. You do have to kind of kill people to survive. Right. So how do you hang on to what you have left of your humanity night by night if this is true? Okay. And so the the game master has to come up with like scenarios where you are constantly faced with a choice of like, do I allow my humanity to go down? Do I continue to try to be a good person while living this paradox of a life? Right. Or unlife, rather. Is there any way to not kill people to eat? You could You could do the, what Angel does and, yeah. and, uh, and drink from blood bags. Yeah. Uh, but that's like the equivalent of having high preservative diets all the right. time. Like you could eat from animals, but then that's gross. They even call uh, the ones that eat animals vegans as oh, a derogatory term. That is very funny. Um, but, but because... <laughs> Basically, it's also the only way for vampires to experience any kind of emotion because they're dead. Okay. Like, they're, they're dead. They don't breathe. They don't eat. They can't yeah. eat. Uh, if they try to eat, they, it will have to come back up because none of their organs work. Oh, right. It's all function from the weird magic of the blood. Right. Uh, so, But drinking blood is this weird euphoric like sensation for both of them. Like, okay. The Basically, the reason why you can feed off of people is that they don't know what's happening. Like okay. they kind of go into this bliss state. Yeah. And and then uh you can lick the wound away. You don't have to kill a person to drink from their blood. Okay. Um 
I mean, you can get them. You can them, leave them alive? Yeah, you can. And uh, they're going to be real bad. <laughs> like, oh, yeah? Because, uh, you know, a couple pints of blood less. Right. You're not going it, to. It's going to take some time for a person to recover. Right. And But if you go donate blood. True. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like that, but like maybe three or four times as bad. It's, it's just it's just slightly too much blood. Yeah. You're going to yeah. be anemic for a little <laughs> bit. Uh, so, so uh, okay, that Camarilla that I, I described. Yeah. Basically, in the Dark Ages, all vampires had to come up with this system of like hiding themselves because that's when the Inquisition came up. And the Inquisition was like, we got to hunt these motherfuckers. Right, we got to get these vampires. Yeah, vampires, werewolves, anything, sorcerers. Yeah. Basically, we have to protect humanity from these others. The, yeah, yeah. The uh, Who who does that comic book? The BPRD? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike Mignola. Is it Mike Mignola? Uh-huh. Because um, he's got a vampire hunter in it. And uh, it's all it's all set sort of right around World War One. Sure, and uh, it's kind of fascinating. Yeah. So so what did the what did the clan do to hide themselves? So so uh, seven of the thirteen clans agreed to form the Camarilla, which is like um, they basically made a mini democracy in vampire society, okay. and they agreed that we, they had to follow these six traditions in order to the first one being the masquerade, which is the vampire the masquerade. Yeah. The masquerade is you know. You have to hide our presence from humanity. If you breach that, we'll kill you. Okay. Because it's for our own betterment that people don't know. So, right. So vampires will use their powers to like hypnotize people, make them forget stuff. Okay. Or hide in the shadows so that no one ever knows that they exist. Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. So, so like they live and breathe. They don't live and breathe. They 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 walk <laughs> among us. Yes. Uh, like in the modern nights, a lot of them like run nightclubs because okay. it's a good way to hunt. <laughs> you know, like oh, yeah. these people are all drunk and don't really know what's going on. Um, right. Uh, but they are monsters, <laughs> right? Right, and it's imperative right. that they they remain hidden. Yeah, and then there's this whole hierarchy of like at the top is the prince, and he makes sure that the the place he governs runs on clockwork and vamp. If basically, uh, some common stories are like the DM will tell you the prince of the city has summoned your little coterie of five. Yes, uh, uh, to go and and look into um, a series of murders. There's a serial killer going around. And people are dying. Can you go make sure that that's not a vampire? Oh, fair enough. Yeah. And and so, you know, you're tasked to go out and, like, do these things. But then, um, you know, there, there are territories. Because, you know, like, uh, I think in the valley alone, there's maybe eight vampires. Okay. Uh, and they run little clubs or they, you know, do drugs, uh, sales and stuff like that. Rare. <laughs> um, and it's all, it's all being overlooked by a higher up. Right. Um, so... Those seven clans on the Camarilla are the Ventru, the Toreador, the Bruja, the Malkavian, the Nosferatu, the Gangrel, and the Tremere. Just one Armenian. All right. Uh. <laughs> which one was that? The, the one with the IAN. It's a. Uh... Oh, wait, which one? Oh, Malkavian. Yeah, the Malkavians. The Malkavians are the insane vampires. Are they insane? Yeah. So they, they basically, um, each of the clans kind of represents awesome. um, a little of like. So. People think that vampires can't cast a reflection. Okay. Um, that's actually Clan La Sombra. So each clan ah. has like a weakness and like different strengths. Ah, okay. Like um, Clan Ventru is the the self-proclaimed king clan. Like they, they, they were destined to rule all vampires. Ah, uh, the so they're trouble. Right, yes. <laughs> uh, the the Toreador are the, the ones that 
most want to hang on to their humanity. So uh, drugs, sex, drinking, that's what they're into. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, the, the gangrel are like the more animalistic ones, the ones mm-hmm. that can turn into bats and wolves. But okay. Th- they're kind of like... Um, they're, they're grungy and outdoorsy people. Oh, fair enough. Uh, the Bruja are the, the anarchists and the rebels. Like, they, they basically are the antithesis of the venture. They're like, oh, you think you're the king? Fuck you. Um, right. And so we're making IPAs over here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A, I want them to have <laughs> small breweries. Because um, <laughs> the, the Brujas. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah they, they, they do brew. No, um, um, the, uh, the Nosferatu are... Like classic Nosferatu, they're monstrous looking. Like as soon as they're turned, they stop looking like people and they start looking like rotting flesh or something. Oh wow, kind of weird. So they kind of are forced to live in the sewers and stay in the shadows. To yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, are they bitter know. about it? Oh, very much so. <laughs> most most vampires are bitter in general. Okay. Um, there was who else did I mention? The Malkavians were the lunatics. They're they're just kind of touched with a little insanity. Um, what but, is that? How does that manifest? Though? So so they're they basically. Do you remember Drusilla? Nope. Uh, in in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Spike's girlfriend. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. She's kind of a good example of one. She's okay. Just, Harley she's, Quinn. Yeah sure sure. So, kind this, of psychotic. Uh, right. But but because they're psychotic, they see the world in a different way. Yeah. And so and so like there's something true about what they're seeing right right um but like you kind of have to dig through the bad stuff to get to like right the you're a knowledge. real monster but yeah. you the inside of you is a heart of something something yeah yeah and, and that's and that's what makes them powerful is that they're they kind of have insight and they can see things that no one else can see okay um that's interesting do you get to pick what clan you're playing yes okay yeah. and that's actually part of the fun like it's it's like how you know if i wanted to be a bard or a paladin that's a choice you can make yeah yeah the the, the different clan that you're in basically is you're like oh speaks I, to your yeah i want to i want to be like a biker guy who like just goes and does drive-bys yeah i'll probably be rolling a bruja or a gang roll okay um <laughs> If you want to be like a warlock, you can be Clan Tremere. So Tremere is interesting. Yeah. There's, there's a, I'm sure Andy knows about this. There's a, uh, an RPG called Ars Magica, which yeah, is- Yeah, we almost played it. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. So Clan Tremere is actually um, a small house within the Order of Hermes. Okay. And so Clan Tremere was like these warlocks who were so nervous that they were uh, going to lose their powers if they couldn't live forever. Yeah. But they were like, we got to live forever. And so instead of trying <laughs> like to- to figure that out, they decided to capture a vampire and and become one. And so uh, the Tremere are looked at from the other clans as like these uh, usurpers who don't deserve to be vampires. They stole they kind it. kind of poachers. Yeah. Yes. And so they're untrustworthy. Because are they they're also magical? Well, they were. <laughs> so it turns out <laughs> if you were a warlock... Uh, and you become a vampire. Everything that's made you special as a as a warlock is destroyed. And oh, now you're weird. yeah. So like if Harry Potter became a vampire, he'd lose all that magic. Right. And there's nothing more depressing than a warlock who's lost his magic. Right. They, no wonder they're all bitter. Yes. They are, and, and especially the, the those the warlock vampires yeah, because the they're like, no, this is going to be the best. Right. We're going to be immortal warlocks. And boy, were they wrong. Boy, were they wrong. But and they all committed though. Yeah. But then what they ended up doing was they figured out a way to kind of do side magic through the blood. It's called blood sorcery. Okay. It's a whole other thing. Uh, and so, the, yeah. So those are they are, the only ones who can do it? 
Theoretically, yes. Mm-hmm. So if you if you encounter a vampire who can do blood sorcery, that it's not a tremere, mm-hmm. something's up. So and and usually tremere will hunt those vampires down. So okay. vampires have a thing called uh, diablery. Okay, which is typically they, of course they do diablery. Yeah. What a great word. Uh, they they um, typically they feed off of humans. That's okay, the, that's the way they sustain themselves. But it's possible to go. And feed off of a vampire, which is a big no-no. Oh, right. It's politically, it, you don't do that. Right. It just isn't done. Right. It's, especially because what you can do is if you find a vampire that's older than you generationally yeah. and, and drink their blood and kill them, you basically absorb the essence of them. And now you are of that generation. So, like, if you were... The, the are they like dragons where the older they get, the more powerful they are? Uh, yes. Okay. So the closer you are to Cain, Cain would be the first generation. Yeah. He made a second generation. That generation made the antediluvians called such because they survived the Noah flood. Nice. Uh, and then those antediluvians, there were 13 of them. Those were the ones that started the clans. Okay. Then there's fourth generation, which are called Methuselahs, then fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. In the modern era, we're at the 13th generation of okay. vampires. Wow. And then there's 14th, 15th, and 16th. And that is the sign of... Uh, Thin-bloodedness, which is a vampire prophecy. So the oldest vampires are paranoid about prophecies. Yeah. Because they've lived long enough to see weird shit happen. Right. And so um, when there's signs of the end times, which vampires called Gehenna. Okay. um, One of the signs is the Thin-bloods, which um, it's a generation of vampires who are so far removed from Cain that they can no longer make other vampires. Oh. And that is a sign that the world's about to end. Interesting. So a lot of uh, common um, stories... Are, are, are vampires hunting those? Okay. You know, trying to flush them out because that, they're a threat of some kind. Right, right. Well, because they're still vampires. They still have to feed. Right. But they just can't make more vampires. But some of them are also so weak that they can feed and are still technically vampires, but they can walk around in the sun, which is oh. also dangerous if you, as an older vampire, sleep all day. Yeah. Because yeah. then they can come find you. Right. And- so, so actually what happened with the clan Tremere... I, I feel like Tremere is the most interesting. I, I don't know. Anyway, um, they the 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 warlock who started Clan Tremere found an antediluvian that no one was paying attention to, and he diabolized him. Okay. So basically, he jumped from like a sixth generation vampire to a third generation vampire, and everyone in his bloodline then became uh, that powerful. Oh, because it's because it is it trickles down. Yeah, so that's, oh, that's how crazy. they that's how they earn their place. Okay. Um. So wow. Yeah. So so that those are the seven that the Camarilla. Yeah. Then there's there's a sect called the Sabbat, which you saw earlier. Right. Now the Sabbat are the even more monstrous vampires. They're all bad. Yeah. These are even worse than that. <laughs> Because the, the Sabbat doesn't believe that they should be hiding from people. Why would you hide among your chicken nuggets? Uh, <laughs> They're food. Eat them. We're powerful. What can they do to stop us? Right. Uh, so that's led by the La Sombra, which uh, are the ones that can't cast reflections. Okay. And and they um, can manipulate shadows. That's their power. Okay. Uh, and then the Jemisi, which is where Dracula comes from. Vlad the Impaler is yeah. a clan Jemisi. Okay. They're... Uh, they're called the shapers because they can actually like take flesh and warp them okay. like, permanently. And so in modern days, uh, a lot of Zemisi are like plastic surgeons. But oh, they're, hilarious. But they're also like really inhuman. Like uh, think um, Silence of the Lambs. What's the uh, Hannibal oh, Lecter. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. That weird 
creepy, methodical, like right, we're making lampshades and Edgini yeah. kind of okay. So those two, those two clans form the Sabbat, and they'll take any vampires who don't believe that the Camarilla is right. Okay, and so that's like the big war. It's it's the Camarilla versus the Sabbat because the Sabbat are always um, and, and they're a mix of all the different clans yes. to some extent because people are just rebels off of right exactly the other ones. Okay. Then, oh, that's interesting. Then there's the independent clans, which are the Ravnos, which are kind of like gypsies and nomads. The Giovanni, which is an Italian family of vampires that are necromancers. <laughs> okay. The, uh, Wait, so the, how, a, a vampiric necromancer? What, what's, so, what's that all about? So they can talk to ghosts. Oh. Uh, and uh, because every, every World of Darkness game had to have some faction that could talk to ghosts okay <laughs> because there was a whole ghost game oh there was a ghost game yeah <laughs> um but basically yeah the, the the giovanni could like raise the dead as servants or oh, okay. like you know talk to spirits and whatnot which is powerful if you're sure. living forever and breaks up a day yeah it's a real clock eater then there, then there was the 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 asamites who are also called the banu hakim which are like the the islamic vampires because if you have Judeo-Christian mythology, you uh-huh. can't ignore Islamic. Right. So, so there because Judeo-Christian Islamic, it's all the same. Yeah, it's the Abrahamic. It's the same, right. It's uh, the same things. three people. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so. um, but they were. They're like. They also know blood sorcery because they're. They didn't steal it the way the Tremere did. Yeah. So they know it, and they're also known as like um, the silent assassins. Uh-huh. And then, uh, then there's the Setites, who they call themselves a ministry. They claim their vampirehood from the ancient god Set, the snake god. Oh, weird. Yeah. So those are the the four kind of independent. We don't play with others. Right. But they usually are hired on mercenaries or whatever. Okay. So they're they're willing to they're willing to get involved. Yeah. So those are like the thirteen main clans. What do you what do you pay a vampire in, in blood? Blood. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, people? So so the Camarilla okay, so uh I'm I'm watching a a stream on YouTube called LA by Night. Oh right. And the it's Twitch thing. Really cool. By the way, I'm talking with uh, Aldrin Cornejo, you Hello. guys. It's uh, Acorn Neho on the Twitter and the Instagram. Acorn the word Acorn. A Y H O. So there you go. Uh, you're watching Twitch. So LA by Night is an official World of Darkness uh stream with some pretty well known uh um, performers being the vampires. And uh, well known now because well, they're on this thing. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, well known in, in terms of like, do you know about Geek and Sundry? Yeah. A Geek and Sundry nerdist that whole, yeah. like they're, they're people who are prominent in that. Okay. And uh, it's, it's run by Jason Carl, who's an official um, employee of well, uh, White Wolf. Okay. And he's their DM and it's gone for four seasons now. Oh, and wow. it all takes place in Los Angeles, which is one of the things I love about it. Oh, um, and you got to read this book, it, no, Sharp it, Teeth. Ooh, ooh, okay. Have you ever heard of Sharp Teeth? No. It's essentially it's about a pack of uh, wild dogs who are werewolves uh-huh. who also play cards, and they. Uh, it's all written not in iambic pentameter, but it's written in this in this weird Prose-y. prose. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. But the the prose isn't prose; it's poetic. Okay. And um, the what the hell is it? Sharp teeth. T- sharp teeth, which uh, I think we must have lent to somebody because it's gone. Okay. So and, is uh, it uh, LA based? It's LA based, Ooh. and uh, so the geography is hilarious. Yeah. Because you're like, what are they doing in Altadena? Right. And <laughs> how like, did they get there in ten minutes? 
<laughs> exactly. Anyway, so the Twitch thing is set in. It's set in LA. Yep. Uh, and LA by twilight or LA by night. By night. There and we go. yeah, most most vampire campaigns are called by night. Toronto by night. Chicago by night. Oh, nice. There, there's whole lore. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. So in LA by night, it's um, it it follows a group of anarch vampires. So anarchs don't aren't part of the Camarilla or the Sabbat. They're, They're rogues. Yes. Yeah. And so Los Angeles is basically called the Anarch Free States. All of California is kind of the Anarch Free States. Okay. San Francisco, San Diego. Yep. So... They're, they're split Nobody's up in going these... up to Crescent City. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but but L.A. is divided up into these baronies. Okay. Uh, and so there's barons. There's a baron of Hollywood, the baron of the valley. Mm-hmm. And so we're actually following the adventures of the baron of the valley and his coterie. Okay. And there's a lot of like weird stuff happening up in L.A. And then uh, this... Camarilla guy from San Francisco suddenly shows up and says, I am the Prince of Los Angeles. Oh, but- I declare praxis. Okay. And everyone in LA is like, no, you're not. <laughs> but the Camarilla has a lot of money, a lot of power. Okay. Uh, and they have resources. Uh, so any kind of tr- uh, uh, idea to try to uprise against them yeah. is a bad move. And so basically this this uh so he comes in and literally becomes the prince. Of- well, he says he's the prince. Yeah. Now, you're going to be a prince of what if no one wants to follow you? Right. But he's got he's got some he's like got, honchos who are like right. He's got a small army. Yes. He's got a pile of cash. Right. Okay. And and uh, the anarchs are basically trying to do their best to um, prevent a full scale war in L.A. Sure. Uh, but this this guy, this prince, comes in. And he's like, I'm the prince, so I expect a blood tax from everybody. Oh uh, wow. Yeah. Exactly. And and then like, oh, this nightclub. Yeah, burn it down. That night, yeah, we'll, we'll get rid of all this. So so that's what's happening is the, the Anarchs are trying to get together and band to unify right. against this prince. <clears throat> uh, and so that's what this four-season Twitch stream is about. And it's and is it a tabletop game or is it... It's a, a tabletop a, game. Okay, it's not acted out. It's just people well, playing It kind of is. It's almost like a half LARP, half tabletop because the, the five main characters... Sorry, four main characters... Uh, there's a Nosferatu named Jasper. There's a Toreador named Nellie G. Nellie Griffith, because she's from Griffith. She's the Griffith from Griffith Park. Okay. Uh, Victor Temple is the uh, the Ventru. He's the Baron of the Valley. And then they they have a new person named Annabelle, who just became a vampire two weeks ago. Okay. And they're trying to kind of show her the ropes. Um, Are they... Um- the names like Annabelle is that the name of the actress or is it's that the name, name of the, the character? character? Yeah. So the character and the and the and the thing you just told me about those characters, right. That's all fictional. Yes. And then these are played by actual. Yes. Actors so Annabelle or? is played by Eric Ishii. Victor Temple is played by uh, B. Dave Walters. Uh, Nellie G is played by Cynthia Murray, and uh, Jasper is played by Alexander Ward. Okay. And so, uh, if you recognize any of those people, check it out. It's check pretty it out. cool. And um, how do you and you get to it just by. Doing you, LA you by on, Night? Yeah, LA by Night. The, they have the first three seasons on YouTube. Okay. The fourth season just started a couple weeks ago, and that's on Twitch, but also will end up on YouTube eventually. Right. And how and how do you, um, how, how many episodes? 
I'd say there per are season. six to eight with a couple. One, and are uh, they over an hour? Oh yeah, they're, they're like two hours long. They're two hours. I, long. I've had I've had to do them like in episodes. Like Great. I'll have it on in the background. Have it on in the background. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. I'm a huge fan of having things on in the background for sure because there's um, too much happening. There's too many things happening. Andy cannot watch television unless he's sitting down watching television, wow. and I'm like, no wonder we see nothing <laughs> um, because we we're behind on everything because I would like well, let's just put discovery on yeah it'll go into the next episode right. i will have uh, gotten uh, my emails done and and you'll uh, have like a periphery of something that and happening. i'll have an idea of what occurred for sure it was the mirror universe good for me <laughs> and uh so but nope we gotta sit here and we got to experience it when it's same with when he reads a book it stays read yeah okay. uh, i will skim a book and then get to reread it four times <laughs> because i'll be like look what else happened anyway go ahead yeah this this um i weeded off <laughs> the the stream is also available as a podcast which okay. is how i did most of it because it's so much easier to just listen to a podcast yeah but I've I've since gone back and rewatched a couple things because um, there's I said it was like a half the... LARP. They're they're kind they're dressed as their characters. Okay, so but they're they still sitting at a table and rolling dice. Yeah, and... but they're they're also in character and they're acting. Um, oh, so there's a fair amount of yeah. Of acting. It's very highly produced and it's highly produced. Yeah, and, like and maybe even written. It probably partially so. There's okay. only so much they can pre-write, I think, because yeah. it's still they still roll the dice. They still there's still the whole like, right. They're still living in failure. the moment. Yeah, and, and they and they have to riff somehow. Absolutely. Like I've done that nerd poker, uh-huh, Brian uh-huh. Hussein's nerd poker, right? And I'm and I'm always I'm like, I can play any game you want to play, uh-huh. but to make it fun and interesting for sure mm-hmm. uh, is is counting a lot on my personality. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, that's why you want to book somebody who is pretty quick on the, on the riff scale. But, sure. um, but I, uh, sometimes the pressure of doing nerd poker, I'm just like, you guys. No, I get it. And uh, the only person it. who doesn't care is Blank Patch, who <laughs> throws uh, a, a comment at the wall every 12 seconds. So it doesn't matter because he will always be funny. Um, in this one, I've actually, I'm surprised with how, how you're probably writing it that it's like partially scripted because the characters interact with each other more than they do with the with the with the storyteller. Okay. Like the storyteller will present like the scene and then tell them what's going on, but then entire conversations will happen with between the four characters. Okay. And and because it's Which a storyteller doesn't happen, game, usually right. in tabletop. Yeah, you're just like I'm thinking about doing this. And if there is conversation like, you know that Eberron game that yeah. we're playing, um there's in there has been over the last 15 years many episodes that I call entirely political. Huh. Yeah. And they will Will almost put me to sleep. If I'm, yeah, I was going to say you're not really a fan of the political. <laughs> oh, I, I'm like, oh, are we still talking to the Goblin King? Right. Is there, are we Can I roll, shoot him? <laughs> are we going to roll any dice? I have arrows. Anyone? I have darkness arrows. Can I please? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and we did in fact, um, you know, our cleric. He is a he is a dragon mark. It's all working out sure. for him. He's very powerful, and he rolled a pile of twenties. Oh yeah. And so the Goblin King owes us at least three favors. And, I mean, um, yeah. If you're gods, I would hope so. Well, at this point, I'm, this was probably four years ago. Oh, okay. One of the things that happened in the first couple of years, because here's that thing about reminiscing. Anyway, but uh, but we rarely talk to each other. We rarely sure. have full conversations. Uh, um, and if it is, it's usually deprecating. Like <laughs> like I'm I'm currently playing a gnome barbarian, and um, my friend who's what playing, playing a human. Uh, where I'm basically fifth playing ed- fifth edition. Good. It's just a, a campaign that my uh, friend. That's awesome. But the the human cleric 
cannot stand my character and will constantly be like, why are you? I will why end you. you. And I'm like, go for it. I'm a three-foot gnome who has a, a big axe. Like, right. I can hit you with you, the ankles. You gotta, you gotta get past my axe. Right, exactly. Yeah, that, that's so funny. But, but like, in, in, I guess in Vampire, like, you can have whole conversations with each other because it just keeps adding to the story. Okay. And, like, uh, you know, any good storyteller dungeon master will basically yes and everything and like oh did you just establish a truth great <laughs> oh and and noted yeah exactly yeah. if uh i wish i could show you andy has three three ring binders of recaps of all of eberron Ooh. and uh for the last 15 years right wow. and so um is that incredible yeah it really is i was like like make the movie Right, make the movie, write the book. I mean, it's clearly what Name of the Wind is. For sure, for because sure. Because that's, the, speaking of min-maxing your character, yeah. it turns out that guy is the best bard The best ever. bard ever. And the best magician, and the best ranger, yep. and the best thief, <laughs> and these, yeah. I do like the way they treat magic in that book, though, because it's like science. Where okay. It's like give and take. You're like, oh, did you want to burn that house down? Well, you're going to have to get cold somewhere else. Right? Yeah. Um, that's a very Doctor Strange kind of thing that's happening in the comics right now is that um, all magic has a cost yeah and so for a while as um, above so below and uh he uh he's been uh he's been uh he brought uh, like a beastie from another dimension to eat all of his costs uh, like a it, like a snail in an aquarium yep and uh <laughs> it's been in the basement for a long time and um oh wow that's interesting and uh guess what happens nothing uh, good nothing good it turns out he gets out and then uh there's trouble there's all <laughs> kinds of terribles as my grandmother would say he's causing terribles on the world um that's funny because okay so world of darkness has a series called mage mage of the ascension okay uh and it borrows heavily on the the consequence of doing magic changing reality in some way uh, has to affect you right it, like that whole three by three like you know cost effect um it's called paradox okay and so if you do something to alter reality like if you strike lightning out of nowhere yeah at some point reality is gonna punch you back and you don't know when right right then that makes and the thing is it almost makes a scientist it makes uh, sense yeah, to some extent, course. right? Because of reaction and, and right. action and reaction and but yeah, but like the way the world works is it can just store itself <laughs> until it's ready to hit you back. <laughs> so you might explode in lightning at some point, and so you just right. kind of have to worry about that, right? It, that that will that'll that'll cut into your sleep. That's uh, interesting that that Doctor Strange is doing that. I'm ex I'm excited for whatever this new Doctor Strange movie is because it's supposed to be like a horror movie, right? I'm hoping that um, there's part of me. Did you see the new mutants? Oh, um, um, I've I've seen the trailer seven the trailer. years ago, and hopefully right. it will come out this year. Right, hopefully one day it will indeed come out. Because like that Maisie Williams like... is not a child anymore. Oh shit! <laughs> um. Arya has grown up, and she's way older than she is in that movie. <laughs> oh, damn it! Did they shoot it like five years ago? I or think something? so. Yeah, did and then Marvel they did reshoots. Um, I think it's like a Fox. Before oh. Disney, you know, I, I don't know. That's the politics of like when a, movies come out is so weird. Well, and, and, and but the thing is, is Marvel tends to be more linear, right? Like because of uh, their their team or the machine that cranks those things out seems to have streamlined it quite nicely. Much like me and Patrick Brady, you guys, <laughs> uh, we're making the dark forest happen. Yeah, very well oiled, well oiled machine. So uh, yeah, so we have like five minutes left, cool. and um, I am of course talking with Aldrin Cornejo. And it's Acorn Aho. 
A C O R N A Y H O. As me. On the thing. So, Vampire Masquerade, what was your favorite? Uh, what was, uh, do you have a favorite uh, time you played or? Well, uh, the. So I, the first time I played, I rolled a Toreador and cause it, cause the, they're the artists. And oh. so I was like, well, I'll play by, I'll, pl- I'll play myself yes. <laughs> essentially. <laughs> and I, I got to run a nightclub. Uh, it was, it, I don't even real vaguely remember all the things that happened. Sure. Uh, I think that was like a mission where we had to save a child. Turned out the child was an ancient vampire. Ah. Uh, and then we were, Because if you're made a vampire when you're seven. That's you forever. You are seven. Yeah. I I found out uh, uh, very recently that vampires can't than... be tattooed. Oh, because so every morning or every night when you wake up from your your sleep, your body reverts back to the moment you died. So if you didn't have any tattoos when you died, uh, those you you'll hold on to the tattoo for the evening, right? But in the morning, all of that ink it's like will like henna. bleed away. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's kind of fun. It's it's unpermanent. I can finally get my Nightwolf tattoo <laughs> uh, <laughs> from Mordecai, and you can put it wherever you want. Put it wherever I want. <laughs> every day, every, every it day, moves around. Face tattoo, <laughs> Nightwolf, <laughs> Nightwolf. Whoosh, and then it's green tomahawk. That's yeah, right. Fun, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I I would love to run vampire again. Um, I have some friends that I think are interested, but then now it's now I got to do the homework and right. like, put a story together, right? Um, and and like, yeah, it. I, I think I want to. I mean, I have I have a breath of knowledge about all the stuff. Right. You've got and, – and so, so do you just – now, these are three books. Are they the only vampire books that are – Oh, there's so many other books. So many but, books. But this I, – I brought these two because they're like the older ones okay. from the original edition. And what I would be running would be this one. It's, Which is the fifth they've, edition. They've streamlined it more. Uh, oh, so these dice, there's, yeah. there's red and black dice. And yep. the way the system works now is when – when you do something as a vampire, you have to check the blood, basically rouse it and see if you get hungrier. Okay. And so your dice pool is made up of hunger dice, which are the red ones. Yep. And how and the, risk of them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the more hungry you get, yeah. if you don't drink blood, mm-hmm. you just keep getting these red dice. And if, if they, uh, the more red dice you have, the more bad things can happen. Okay. Cause you know how like you can fumble in, you- in, uh, D&D. Yeah. You can roll a one. You roll a one and then you're like, and then double check that. Yeah. How bad was the one? And then right. you run another one and you're like, oh, you just stabbed yourself in the foot. Yes. Well played. So that's basically what the red dice are. Okay. Are, are the one dice. They, oh. So if they, they can go one of two ways. They can either crit, uh, which is good, but if it's if it's a crit on the red dice, uh, it's the beast comes out of you. Ah. So it's not you who crit, it was the beast. So you might end up with like a pile of bloody bodies. Right, because you, you didn't mean to. You just lost control right. of everything. Or, or you can also uh, fail on them, like uh, fumbling in D and D, and things will just go bad. So, okay, uh, all of a sudden you have a stake in the heart and exactly. you can't move. Yes, yeah. So, there, so there's there's a there's a balance in the system now where you you know you can. I don't want to hunt for people. I want to just not eat people. I want to be good. Yeah. But that's, that can backfire. If you that's... just keep getting hungrier, you might not even be able to be played anymore. Right, right. And so, and they just added this, the yeah. red. This is the new, in this the is new the new edition. system. In the that's... old system, it was more of like a, like a magic meter. It was called okay. a blood pool. Okay. And so you had 10 boxes and every time you wanted to do one of your little magical powers, you'd cross off a box. Okay. And then if you drink blood, you'd get that box back. So it was kind of like a, it was almost like a video game. Right, right. Yeah. But I like this system better because it's like just abstract of like risk you're just like i mean i i could get hungrier 
<laughs> uh, like, there's a, what's, what are the chances something bad will happen? Oh, pretty good. Uh, oh, pretty good. Yeah. Turns out I rolled poorly. <laughs> and uh, so, are you doing? Um, are you doing that thing that a, a lot of uh, Andy's friends will do with the D and D books? Well, they'll, they'll just read the books. Oh yeah, yeah. I, just look I at own, charts and just kind of. Yeah, I own way too many books for games I'll never play. Right. I just love just, a system. You love a system. Yeah. You love to read about. The character creation or about the backstory? I mean, you have a very comprehensive... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was awesome, Thank by you. the way. <laughs> and um, so, but yeah, so just sitting around, you're just like, well, I'm going to read a chapter. Yeah. I'm going to read a couple pages. Yeah. Okay, um, the, the book is also kind of structured in a way where it's like um, a slice of life. Like, okay. it'll be articles of like what's happening. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. They wrote it. There's, there's a thing called it's called beckett's jihad diary okay because they, they use the term jihad it's problematic because it's a it's an inner turmoil kind right. of scenario oh, okay and so it feels super sensitive uh, yeah anyway they, they, they okay there was a card game called jihad that they had to change the name of it, yeah. based on this okay you can see why um, uh yeah i think we all get but but beckett's diary is like this whole uh just it's a book about this thick that just tells stories of like what's going on in the vampire world now what's going on in toronto what's going on in la what's going on oh in, that's just to kind of catch you it's up it's just it's a color commentary yeah. uh, and backstory stuff so it's it's just fiction that mm-hmm. that they've hired people to yeah. write and Little short stories and everybody's psyched to have been any part of any yeah. of it yeah. because they're super fun stories to write I and bet. and uh, honestly like Wherever you are in the world, vampires could definitely be doing stuff. How could the world be as bad as it is today if it wasn't because of vampires? Right. Oh, ter- because I don't want to believe that people are garbage. Right, because sometimes people are garbage. <laughs> so most um, of the time people are garbage. And the other book I'll recommend you read is, and it isn't a vampire movie, okay. but it's set in a futuristic Dubai. Uh, and it's a noir, um, sort of hard-boiled uh, detective in a future. It's like Blade Runner. Ooh. But in Dubai, and like, and it's called When Gravity Fails. Okay. And it should be a movie uh, because it's outstanding. Anyway, uh, Aldrin, it's been an hour. You'll be happy to know. Yeah, and, thanks so um, much. I, it was really fun to be here. This was awesome. I uh, That was <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> From Kane on down, you guys. That's right. Uh, we did it. And uh, so Vampire Masquerade, uh, go follow Aldrin on uh, the internets. That's right. And, um, and, and watch and American Dad. Watch American Dad. <laughs> Let and me keep working on my job. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for listening, everybody. And you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?